Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Katie Monson, and I've been on teaching staff this week. I've been holding. So the condo where we live has a dumpster by the carports where residents bring their trash. And one day as I was taking out our household waste, I saw a five-pound bag of organic carrots in the dumpster. I teach courses in environmental studies and for the sustainability minor at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And so seeing this full bag of carrots sitting at the top of the pile in the dumpster untouched intrigued me, and I took it out. And the carrots were fine. They had sprouted tiny white side roots, but they were otherwise totally fine. Even still snappable, not limp carrots. They must have been purchased and then lost in the back of the fridge and then thrown away. So it got me thinking about everything that went into those carrots. So first there was seed. So carrot plants somewhere were grown with fertilizer and with weed control. These were organic carrots, so it was organic seed, which means it was mechanical weed control, not pesticides. Maybe flamers, which are these cool propane-burning devices that they use to knock out other seedlings while the carrot seeds are slowly waking up and starting to grow. And then these carrots grew, and they flowered, and they produced seed, which was then harvested, and the seed had to be cleaned to make sure it, it didn't have bits of weeds or plant debris or anything else, and then that seed was packaged and distributed. And then the land somewhere was prepared for the seed. There were fertility amendments, so making sure the land had enough nitrogen and potassium and phosphorus to support the carrots. And the weeds were managed again, probably flame flamers with the propane again. And the plants were watered. And some organic carrot producers are in California, and their water is overpromised. It's meant to support cities and agriculture and uh, and endangered species alike. Everybody needs water. And it's totally bound up with energy, too. It's really heavy to move water. And so this water ha had to come from somewhere to this farm. And the carrots were harvested and sorted. And then these carrots that made it that far, they were the right size and the right shape and not any bit wiggly or wobbly. And they were bagged in a plastic bag that was made somewhere, and the plastic coming from petroleum. And then those bags were packed into shipping boxes, probably cardboard, which comes from trees, and they were distributed by truck to stores. And they were kept cold from harvest to packing to distribution to the store. 
and then purchased and taken home by car. And then they were put in the fridge, and they were kept cold, and then they were thrown away. When I heard Paul Hawken talk about this topic recently, he said, not only that they're thrown away, but they're thrown away with gusto, right? We just toss these away. And if they had made it to the landfill in their plastic tomb at that point, they slowly would have broken down in that environment with no oxygen. And instead of releasing carbon dioxide, the the very carbon dioxide those carrots took up and stored as carbohydrates in these beautiful orange roots, instead of doing that as they broke down in this oxygen-free environment, they would have produced methane, which is one carbon and four hydrogens and that methane gas, which is colorless, you can't see it, but it produ- it's 23 times as good as carbon dioxide at holding in warmth. And so it's this very potent greenhouse gas. And so here, here are these carrots on this journey and then ending up in the landfill and producing even more, this more, even more potent greenhouse gases. And somewhere along the lines of 35% of our food in high-income countries, so the U.S., in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, in industrialized Asia, and in Europe. Somewhere along 35% is thrown out by the consumer, so not even across the life cycle of the of the crop, but by the consumer. And that that, that is according to a team of researchers that Paul Hawken, that Paul Hawken led as part of publishing a book called Drawdown. And in all the many solutions to getting carbon dioxide back out of the atmosphere, from rooftop solar to high-speed rail to walkable cities, reducing food waste is the number one, um, sorry, number three thing that we can do to, to bring carbon dioxide back out of the atmosphere and into the ground, to stop, to, to draw down that pool of carbon dioxide. So there's waste, there's this carbon dioxide, and there's this methane, but there's, but this production of food is also hard on the land, it's hard on the soil, and because of intensive industrial agriculture, it's hard on people in the food system, the labor that makes this whole system work. And so being here at Holden, Holden is such a shining example of reducing food waste, and it really is something of a joyful spiritual practice. So taking what you need, creatively reusing leftovers, respecting this daily sustenance that God provides with the hands of the workers all along the food systems, the farmers, the farm workers, the truckers, the processors, the grocers. It's respecting the help of the microbes, the soil biota, the little eatsy creatures living in the soil. It's respecting the fossil fuel that was stored by trees and plankton, the sunlight that they captured so long ago and is, and is stored in the ground. It's respecting our sunlight and our rain or our snow that travels as meltwater. It's even respecting our refrigerators, right? It's recognizing our place here in the mountains or home or wherever that may be as part of the creation, as created and connected and nourished. And so I should tell the end of the carrot story too, which is, even though the package was intact, maybe maybe one carrot had been taken out of there. And at the top of the dumpster, I was still slightly off-put by the fact that it was in technically in the dumpster. So I took them out, and then I cooked them all. So we made carrot pennies and 
butter and brown sugar and we made carrot soup and we made pickled carrots. And of course, I told anyone who was going to eat these things where they were from, but people still ate them because they were fine. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.